Welcome to Painkiller Nearly, episode 57. 57. So here we go. All right. Ready uh, to rock and roll, Taylor? I'm here. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, you know what? As a change of pace, let's not forget the joke this time. I always remember the joke and I <laughs> never bother to remind you because I hate it so, so much. If you're new to Painkiller Nearly, then the deal is I tell a bad joke at the start of it every time I remember. The worst. And my promise to you is that the joke will never be good. Are you ready? Yes. A guy keeps calling off for work on Mondays. So a guy gets a new job on Thursday and Friday. On Monday, he calls in and says, I can't come in today. I'm sick. He works the rest of the week. But the following Monday, he calls in and says, I can't come in today. I'm sick. The boss asks the foreman about him, and the foreman says, he's great. He does the work of two men. We need this guy. So the boss calls into his office and says, you seem to have a problem getting to work on Mondays. You're a good worker, and I'd hate to fire you. So what's the problem? Is there anything we can do to help? Is it drugs, alcohol? He says, no, I don't drink, and I don't do drugs. My brother-in-law drinks every weekend, and then he beats on my sister. So every Monday morning, I go over to make sure he's all right. And she puts her head on my shoulder and cries. And one thing leads to another. The next thing you know, I'm fucking her. Boss says, you're fucking your sister? He says, hey, I told you I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. <laughs> what a terrible joke. It's that's, that's not the, even, that's the not only even well structured. <laughs> like, it's a poorly written joke, even. Okay. I liked it. Like, it, like I, I stressed the "I'm sick" because I knew the punchline. I, I, I thought that's where we might be going. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so, so we were talking before the show um, about possible things to talk about in the show and what people might be interested in. But what I'm interested in is what's going on with. Woody's gamer chiser tag or whatever we're gamer tag, I guess, right? Doctor, Doctor Do gamer tag, what, whatever we're calling him now. Uh, Doctor Chiz over there has moved into the the Woody Woody's estate compound, the manor, <laughs> if you will. And uh, I know I know he's there on the property. So mm -hmm. like, how's he fitting in? How's that going so far? How's he interacting with the family? How's uh, uh, what things are different for him? What things are going well for him? What things aren't going well for him? How's Chiz doing? So Chiz is doing great in terms of getting along with the family. It is possible that he is still on his company manners uh, because it's so great, really. Like he comes in and he's, he's funny. Um, I argue with Hope all the time. It just seems like that's our normal way of communicating with each other. It's usually about... I, I could tell from, from what small interactions that I get with her, I could tell she... I could see that happening a lot. She seems very opinionated, and, um, and, and you know she's she's a child still. So, but those two mixed together could could equal some arguments. So my arguments with Hope are typically about like feminism or women making thirty cents or seventy cents on the dollar for men and stuff like that. Like like she gets some stat from Tumblr about how terrible the world is, and and I give some justification on how it is like this, you know. And sometimes it, the world is bad; it's unfair and stuff. And other times it's like, eh, you know what? Like it, someone's made a mountain out of a molehill and, and such, you know, like uh, everybody is beautiful. That's a new movement that's happening. No, no, I don't say everybody's tall. I don't say everybody's smart. I don't say everybody's athletic. Why is everybody beautiful? You know what? Some people are and some people aren't. And if you're not brush up on your personality because you're in a hole, that's just the way shit is. And uh, she's like, no, everyone. Be eh, bullshit. So anyway, um, Chiz argues with hope too but when i do it like 
it's it's like a low grade conflict. Conflict sounds like it's a real bad thing, but um, she's the tensions aren't high. You're kind of still at like a you know you you're not getting angered at all. You're just kind of like may, you might get a little bit like like roll your eyes moment, but you're not getting mad. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or you know if if DefCon Five is the ultimate, you know we rarely get past DefCon Three on this thing. You know, I like feel you. like there's it's it, it not always fun, but it's so you know. So is she winding Chiz up or is Chiz winding her up? Neither. When Chiz argues oh. with her, it's funny. There's laughs everywhere. Um, I don't know. Like it. Sometimes he'll go over the top and say things that are like. I, I forget. Somehow we were arguing race or something like that. This is a week or two ago, and uh, he's like, <laughs> "What he said was terrible." And a lot of people won't get this joke, so forgive me, Chiz, if this gets out. But we were just like, I think that the the whole thing was whether it was whether the reason that black people are not thriving in the United States in the same way that some others are. And that's just true. If you look at like graduation rates and income and life expectancy and stuff, then uh, for whatever reason, things aren't going well. She would argue that they're being held down by somebody. And I would argue that um, part of the issue, at least part of the issue, is that there are some black people who hold each other down. You know, like there was a Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode about you know how you're not acting black enough or something and they like punishment for success and uh, um, whatever it led to Chiz being like you know we were putting wood in the fire he's like do it like a white person successfully and it's a terrible awful line and he's go he's goofing but it was so over the top everyone's laughing about it he's funny when he like pokes at hope. Whereas I'm DEFCON 2, you know, not not flaming, but like little withdrawals for the emotional bank account that I wish I wasn't making. His are practically deposits when uh, when he debates with Hope. Uh, I don't think I told a story very well, but it was a hilarious thing. And uh, um, so but we might be getting so, uh, his company manners. We'll okay. see, you know, whether two months from now. Everything he says is still so funny and perfect. It's interesting that you bring up company matters because I don't think I've ever heard that 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 term. But I'm t I totally immediately knew what you're talking about. Um, my company matters are great. Like like I feel like um, whenever I would start a new job or anything like that, you've got like those company matters when you first start something or you're new at something, and if you could just stay at that <laughs> version of you, that's the best you. That's you watching your own ass 24-7. <laughs> you always thinking ahead, like, don't fuck this up. You, you're making an impression here, like, like you want to start off on a good track. Like, like, don't fuck this up. If you could always work with that attitude, we'd all be so much Wouldn't better. Wouldn't that be great? Chris you Rock that. used to be like, you know, six months in, you're not even dating each other. You're dating her representative. You know, that was his line. And yeah. uh, so right now, we may just be seeing Chiz's representative, who is fantastic. So, um, that makes sense. I'm working him quite a bit. I, uh, I, I looked at him, I think it was today actually. I just sort of observed him and I was like, I think he's smaller. Like, I, I think that, you know, like, I don't, he was over 300. Uh, I don't know if he'd want me to give his weight out, but he was over. He said it. Oh, did he? That's, that's the number. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was 315. I don't know if that was before the survival trip or right after or where that was. But um, so when someone's 315 and they lose 10 pounds, it doesn't jump at you the same way as a guy who's like 180 and loses 10 pounds. Um, but I looked at him just recently. And I don't know if his clothes were fitting better or what, but I was like, huh, 
I think he's smaller. Like, I think this is working. Um, uh, he's not smoking. I've, I've been doing my best to gain back every fucking ounce I lost. <laughs> you on get that some, trip. Kyle. I've eaten five guys five consecutive days in a row at one point. Um, I'm really just eating just everything in front of me right now. I, I've I've been enjoying it. It's uh, I, I wish I starved more weeks. <laughs> do that. If, if I feel like if you did that one one week out of the uh, the month, you just starve the fuck out of yourself. Then the other three weeks, you can just pig out pints of ice cream, whole large pizzas. Like I may have stumbled onto something here. I have a hard time accurately weighing myself because. Um it's become a pretty frequent thing for me to go outside and sweat a lot. So like before the trip, I said I was 201 or something like that, 200, 201. I'd seen both numbers. And, uh, and then after the trip, I, I saw 197 on your scale. But when I got home, I saw 200 again. And it's like, well, Woody, don't forget the 201 you saw was after like working four hours on the yard or something. And you might have sweat out three pounds. And um uh, I also, I think I might be putting on some muscle and that complicates weight loss, which not in a bad way. It makes, you know, obviously it, if I kept my weight and replaced all fat with muscle, I'd be okay with that. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. You'd be a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that in terms of just watching the scale exclusively as a measure, like I, some of my clothes are fitting better. Sometimes I feel better and sometimes I don't, you know, I wore a shirt yesterday and I was like, eh, you know what? Fuck this shirt. <laughs> it doesn't oh, lay right. I, I've definitely got like, I got like at least four sizes of shirts. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're medium and large, but they're the different versions of medium and large. Mm. So like some of these large shirts, if I were, were to put one on now, it would, like it would be like draping over me, like way too long even. Like it's going down toward mm -hmm. my crotch. That's a fat shirt. That's for me when I'm at like 190 pounds or something. But then I've got some really like, like slim fit medium shirts that I can only wear those if I'm like 170 pounds flat. Like there's that's the only way I can wear them. So I've got all manner and in between. I've got jeans that range from like uh, a 28 waist to a 36 waist. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe my shirts. Like I have some that are tight, but they're V-neck and they fit pretty. <clears throat> they just lay right. They they're tight in the right spots. And and I've got one shirts. I did a day in the life and one the other day, and it was like total bitch tits the whole day. And I'm like, well, that was not a good shirt to wear, but it said G Fuel on it. So, um, anyway, I, uh, I I think that I'm getting fitter. Today we work super hard. I'm like sunburnt from all the time outside. Yeah, you look, you look you're a little bit browner. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Bit, Jizz pulled up his shirt sleeve and like so. Oh, mine, I bet I've seen sun before, so mine's kind of a faded farmer's tan. This uh -huh. is this is today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mine's kind of the same. I, I feel like Chiz is so pale, you should really be taking advantage of it and putting like Woodycraft stickers on him <laughs> and peeling them off at the end of the day so he's got logos all over him. <laughs> it's getting to be a little late now because he's, 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 I'm sunning him up. Um, but like you saw that, I don't know if you could tell, like all that work was today, all those headers in the front, 26 rafters across the top, or um, I forget what that, I, I get my construction terms mixed up. I don't think they're rafters when trusses. they're right up against. They might be trusses that are right up against the sheathing. And rafters are the um, horizontal ones that support the trusses with some sort of angle. But I anyway, so. um, we got up 26 truffers, trusses and five headers today. Uh, we're, and then we built two like scaffolding structures you know, so that we can work better. And uh, just really churning out the work. Um, today was a good day. The weather was beautiful. So... I find doing that work, um, it, it's it, whenever there's something high up like that where you're deconstructing and, you, and you, you're like taking it apart from the top down, 
I would always get in the tractor bucket with like a sledgehammer and maybe a couple other little tools that you might need. And my and dad would put me up there where I could really work on it. And you can really tear some stuff apart then. So, yeah, for, for the second floor, for about two-thirds of it, you could stand on the second floor and knock it out, which was a really ideal place. And then um, for the last, like, corners, I had to climb in the rafters and do what we call my monkey man routine. Like, I, I, um, I swing from the – when I do construction work – I'm like, I'm like standing on a ladder and then I grab the rafters, hook the ladder with my feet, go hand over hand and place the ladder down a few feet over. And I don't know if everyone does that, but it's just real common for me to like swing from the rafters and move ladders around. And, um, or if the ladders are far apart, like five or six feet apart, I'm just like, and then go to the other ladder. Yeah. Um, it's uh it's how i work so but yeah the the stable's coming along i'm actually kind of today in particular uh there were some days where like okay before just got here i spent months on it and you can hardly tell what's done like the lack of vines overgrowing the whole area isn't something that you can see as progress like unless you saw what it looked like before you would just think there weren't vines there um the amount of demo and stuff we tore down it doesn't really look like progress because it's the absence of something but now we're getting into the presence of something, and it's it's exciting. So, That's cool. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm looking cool. forward to that thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to the videos of you guys working and Dude, stuff like that. I got I a letter from a guy today who lives in Raleigh who wants to help, and he's awesome. Like, it, you know what? I could run and get the letter. I think I should. It's interesting sure. to me. All right, so I won't be more than like thirty seconds. Hold on. Yeah. Hmm. Found out I'm going to be in a video game today. Woody's not going to know about this. Can't really say what the game is. Uh, it's not Call of Duty or any like. It's not like a, like a you know one of those games that sells 20 million copies or anything. But uh, oh, well. shh. <laughs> you told a secret. Yeah. <sighs> so on the um, on the front of it, he has a bunch of things that I have said. To live an extraordinary life, you have to do extraordinary things. Woody's Gamer Tag. Make it fucking happen. Woody's Gamer Tag. I am the hero of my own life story. Thank you. So then he writes. And um, let me just scan because I don't want to give any. Yeah, I think I can do this without. Yeah. Woody. I've been following your Day in the Life video series as well as PKA, and I'm very interested in your workshop project. A few years ago, my father and I built an automotive shop in our backyard for our automotive restoration project. This shop, in combination with your videos, has had a profound effect on my life story. So check this out. When we built our shop, I was not in a good place in life. I was lazy, lonely, depressed, teenage gamer. I was going nowhere, and I was fine with that. My father literally drug me out of my bed by my feet and forced me to work on the shop. Please do this to Chiz. <laughs> but just uh, grab the visual there. His father drug him out of the bed with his feet and said, made him work on the shop. I had no job, no money, no friends, no passion, no desire to succeed in school. In school. I cheated on my schoolwork every time the opportunity presented itself. And this happened a lot because I was homeschooled at the time. When I turned 16, I was pressured to find a job and buy my first car. Like most non-trivial tasks, this was too much effort for 16-year-old me. I turned to YouTube where I've been watching your videos since Bash was a regular guest on PKA. <laughs> In my perpetual search for more distraction, I stumbled across your suicide story, a few non-sex-based male Monday questions, and the hero of your own life story video. 
By the time I turned 17, I had a great job. I was racing a Mazda Miata race car that I built all by myself, and I was killing it in school without checking the answer key when my parents weren't looking. This trend of success has carried on. I'm 19 in my second year of college. I'm double majoring in electrical and computer engineering with a 4.0 GPA. Holy fuck. Let me read that again. I'm double majoring in electrical and computer engineering with a 4.0 GPA. I'm still working for the same company where I'm now an IT guy. Over the last year, my brother and I started a race team, built a car, attracted sponsors, and kicked ass in a 24-hour endurance race. I'm living an extraordinary life because your videos woke up the part of me that does extraordinary things. I would like to show my appreciation somehow. I have experience with almost everything you and Chiz are about to do for this shop car project over the next year. I have built a shop two Corvettes, two Camaros, three race cars, and countless other things. I can send you build logs for the shops and most of our seven projects and race cars. When it comes to automotive restoration and maintenance, I know what I'm doing, and it would be my pleasure to help. Included in this letter are the specs of our lift and schematic of our shop. Notice the four reinforced points, etc. And then he says that um, he doesn't like my four-post automotive lift plan. He thinks a two-post lift would be better, but that takes a while. Um, let's see. He, I don't know, he'd like to stop by and consult and etc. So uh, he lives in Raleigh. This is his shop, by the way. Now I think if people who know him, I might be giving this away. But uh, uh, this guy has completely like changed who he was. Yeah, and it's really cool. He gives me way too much credit. Like I, I think his father, who drug him out there and spent hours and hours and hours with him, taking him out of bed, building a shop next to him, I'm sure that on the first car project he did with his dad, he was worse than worthless. That his father would have been better off without his son's help. Um, that's what happens when someone's on their first project, right? But uh, now he's probably an all-star who barely needs his dad. That's also what happens when, when someone keeps doing this sort of thing. And uh, you know, his father deserves the ton of credit that it takes for like, recognizing a teenage boy who needed help and attention. But um, he gives it to me for some reason. I don't deserve it. But uh, it's pretty cool. And this yeah. guy is like, I don't know, little me putting together a, uh, a shop and a race car. And uh, he's going into computer science. He's, he's young Woody. Yeah, I wonder cool. if he's a slut like I was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, no, whenever I mention young Woody, I mention how uh, sinful his mind was. Mm. But... Uh, his race yeah. car looks pretty cool. Let me look at this. Yeah, I th is this a? I think this is a Miata. Yeah, on, up there. Yeah, the idea of a twenty-four hour endurance race sounds fun. Yeah, right. Doesn't that sound cool? You put the this pretty is intense. His shop spec. I'm guessing you got two drivers. It's yeah. He said he and his brother did it. He also yeah. sent me his actual resume, which I I won't share with the camera. Cause oh wow. We'll save whatever. Yeah, uh, you should privacy. bring that guy in. <laughs> um, Employ that guy. He's good at stuff. Right? I, I, when I read it in my head, I thought he was wanting to come by and work on the shop for a day. Now I realize he's just willing to come by and consult. Like, he's not offering that much manpower. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, I'm sure you want me to wait. stop? He'll wire some boxes up or something. He's good, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure he'll do some stuff. Maybe. I look forward <laughs> to electrical work. <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah, the stable thing's going really well. Chiz has very limited uh, carpentry skills. And I don't think it would hurt his feelings to say this. But what he does have is a pretty good attitude. Like one thing that um, when I work with my wife, Jackie, people know that. Um, 
it's like I'm trying to think. Like, let's it's, you're dragging somebody along that doesn't want to go, <laughs> and they are so excited when they come upon a problem that they that they that might act as an excuse for the end of the journey. That oh, look at this. Ah, see this. I can't do this thing. Let's and say so it's a thing that she does want. Let's say, like, let, let, we want to get the hedges removed from the front yard or something like that, right? This is something that she wants. I'll be, like, struggling with a thing, and she'll just sit there watching unless I instruct her on what to do. Um, if, hypothetically, we had, like, 30 two-by-fours to carry, and I'm grabbing two-by-fours and bringing them from the trailer to the stable. This is hypothetical. She would just watch me carry all 30 unless I say... Um, can you help me? Oh, doesn't bother me. I didn't know you wanted help. Really? I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Like, maybe this, this is gonna sound sexist, but it's rare that I have encountered a, a woman who I would want to assist me in something like carrying a two by four. Like, I feel like best case scenario, she's gonna get in the way, and worst case scenario, she's gonna hit me with that board. Like, like, like I. I I don't like working with people who don't know what they're doing. Like, like it, mm. and not not that not that I'm some expert or anything. But if they're, I don't know. It's it, anytime I feel like they might be a danger to me. I don't I don't want any part of it. They're, I mean, and, they're, uh, and sometimes people can be worse than worthless. Yeah, yeah, worse than worthless. They're if you don't know what you're doing and you're operating like a skill saw or uh, mm -hmm. what do you call it? What does the rest of the world call a circular it? saw? Maybe a circular saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, you, if you don't know what you're doing with a circular saw, like like. You'll fuck shit up. You'll you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll ruin yourself. You'll kill yourself right there. Lose all these fingers or something. Like that thing's got all kinds of adjustments. It's not so far. Chiz hasn't touched a power tool, and I like I have this own conflict in my heart. Like one, I don't want him to make a mistake. I want him to get hurt. That's very clear. But I also feel like I'm. Am I taking all the fun? Like sometimes it's nice to do things. I, I think a I should go on. A nail gun is what he needs to be operating. Yeah, there's there's only one of those. That's the challenge. Like, do you have a big one? Mm-hmm. I, I really like my nail gun. I, oh I love God. it. When when I, I mine's who makes um, yours? It's orange Ryobi, I guess. Uh, who who makes the orange stuff? Could be mine's like an, a more of a yellow orange. It's Bosch Tech. Let's see. Let me Ryobi see. Ryobi makes that. orange. That's for sure. Is yours air powered or? Uh, mine is cordless? air powered. Yeah, mine too. I looked at the cordless oh, I, ones, like but Palo it's got Soap. like a big lithium battery pack that goes in it too. Oh, that's I don't think it's air pack. Well, I mean, it doesn't have a it doesn't hook up to a compressor, right? It's usually I got one a couple of, the of these things. I'm, mm. I'm I'm struggling. So the the like I'm trying to find a picture. Palisode makes a cordless one, and it's nice because it's cordless, right? You don't have a hose to drag around and manage and stuff. But every nail takes it like winds up like. Like that, and uh, but with mine, it's like like I could do four in the time that they could do one. Yeah, um, I can hold you hold back the safety, and I, you can just punch forever. Oh, here's yeah. This is what it is. It's a uh, it's a rigid. I think it's a rigid actually. Rigid. That's what. It, yeah. Um. So I don't have a rigid. I don't know if it's good or not. But I have a Bosch Tech, and I freaking like, dude. I so I bought a big heavy framing hammer. But I'm not like an experienced, like I'm not in hammer shape, for lack of a better term. So after like 10 nails, and these are three and a half inch, like galvanized, hard to drive nails. And mm -hmm. uh, and I'm never hitting down into like sheathing or something. It's always above my head in some like crappy place. And uh, 
After like 10 or 12 of those, I'm worn out. I want to use two hands like a kid. You know, it, it's awful. And, uh, um, but the framing gun, God, I couldn't, we hung 26, um, what the hell is it? It's not a rafter. You, you said it earlier. Trusses. Uh, a truss. Yeah, we hung 26 trusses, I guess. A truss might be the whole assembly. I'm not sure. But the part that goes right up against the sheathing. And uh, I could have never done that with a manual hammer and nail. Like, it, it's just so many nails. We put four on every side. Uh, it was a lot. So, uh, I love my nail gun. I have a 60-gallon a compressor. And we run like 250 lines of hose from the other building over. And uh, it really gets it done. God, <sighs> it's heavy, but I'm really thankful that I got a good framing nailer. But yeah. the, the thing is, if you put it in the wrong spot, like fixing it is a giant pain in the butt. And uh, I don't know. It's like typically Chiz will like bring the lumber and I do the measuring and nailing. And that's what we did today. And what I was trying to say with my, like, I, I got off track. Chiz, like today, for example, the, the part of the stable, it's, it's um, like framed off into a little like where each horse would go. So mm -hmm. he would just count the number of trusses that need to go there. And he's like, all right, this one needs five. This one needs six. This one needs whatever. And then he would deliver them to the proper locations without me like telling him everything to do. And that's what I love. I love that. You know, like if I'm lifting something heavy, he's like, oh, he needs a hand with that. And he helps me lift that thing. Whereas uh, a less awesome person, you would like have to ask for help on everything. A less you useful do. person. A less useful person. Yeah. It that would... seems more polite. I said less awesome. I don't think that's terrible. Mm. I think I called him awesome. I was thought we were, I thought we were talking about your wife being as the, the less I... awesome person. Might have been, yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah. So uh, I was trying to say, I, I was trying to say we should refer to your wife as less useful. You think less useful is nicer than less awesome? Yeah, when we're describing an outdoors, you know, construction okay, environment, see. she's less useful on a construction site. I've, all right, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, whereas if I describe her as less awesome, but I was saying less awesome on a construction site. But I guess it, I don't know, it's more holistic judgment. Yeah, but she uh, can be awesome on the construction site without being very useful. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, oh, I, I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'll just do a quick uh, big screen, even though the other things will be messed up. The the hammer that, that you linked is, is very much in the same class as what I have, except mine's made by somebody else. Yeah, but, I've never had any issues. It, um, you know, it hits big nails really hard all the way through two boards, and that's what I want. Yeah, all day, all night. Uh, I wear out. The, na the nailer does not that's and and what else do you want you know it just it just goes oh, i've also dropped mine and it's fine so again yeah mine's mine's done a lot of stuff actually we we went, we did a few projects where you know we went through a couple thousand nails i think so <laughs> yeah I, you're ahead of me but um i mean i went through like almost 200 nails today yeah, that's a lot. That's a it's a real project you've got going on over there. I'm looking forward to seeing it once uh, you know, once you start making the videos of, of of the stuff you guys are doing and all that stuff. That's going to be fun. Maybe tomorrow we'll film another one. I uh I'm going to do a G Fuel integration into my current one. I feel, I feel like you should strap a GoPro on and just wear it all day. That'd be a rough edit, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh That would be funny though to upload like an 8-hour video. Maybe like up yeah, just go through and do that thing where you cut out like 
a second and a half every three minutes all day and just ro make make a video out of that. I That'd think we fun. should put a camera. The, the net. You know what? Maybe this would be a thing we do tomorrow. Put a camera on a tripod and just time lapse the rafters oh. going up. And uh, I like that. Yeah, I like time lapse stuff. That'd be just, fun. Yeah, do that. Do that that way. That would be cool. I've been eating so much goddamn Five Guys. Are, are you familiar with Five Guys? Have you had it? Once years ago, I wasn't. You weren't I did, blown away. I didn't away. get why it was special. So, and maybe uh, I would now. But you should try it. So, like, I know you're you're trying to like go the opposite direction mm -hmm. right now and eat healthier. But like, so they don't use they don't freeze anything. There's no preservatives or any bullshit whatsoever. They get the fries in, they cut them, and then fry them that day. They're, they're never frozen. Uh, the meat is uh, you know they get the meat in and then they cook the meat. Like, there's no in between shit. Like, as soon as you order it, then they get the the, the beef out and they make it. It's just delicious. It's so fucking good. It's the best hamburger and fries in the world. Uh, it's like $8 or something, but I feel like it's worth it. And they I give you so like many fries. If I go, I should go with you. I, I, Kyle, I'm asking you now, formally, to be my Five Guys tour guide. <laughs> I took Chiz, and he loved his. Yeah, I feel like I would go there and be like, um, I guess grilled chicken. Like, no, Woody, no. <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Oh, I got a story about that. So, like... <laughs> My, uh, my, my girlfriend's a, a pseudo-vegetarian, or at least she was when I first met her. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so like one of her things was like, all right, no beef. Like, like That's an easy one. Like, no red meat. And I was like, oh, okay. But I'm got and after a while, I was like, well, look, I'm going into this Five Guys place. Like, I, I want one of these hamburgers. You should get one, too. I know you don't eat red meat, but like this is a different class of hamburger. She's like, no. I, I. She's like, what else do they have? And we're looking on the menu, and, and they have... They only have three things or four things, maybe. They have hamburgers and the different variations of hamburger, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger, all that. Mm -hmm. But then they have, they have hamburgers, hot dogs, grilled cheese, and a veggie sandwich. And she's like, I guess I'll get the veggie sandwich. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? I was like, <laughs> it's, it's two buns with like the ingredients that they would normally put on a hamburger, but without the hamburger. I was like, that's disgusting. I'm I've like, done that's that. That's what you're going to eat? That's I've, what you're going to eat? I, she's... <laughs> So we went on, it was one of them, this is a mancation where we hiked in Yosemite, and uh, on the west coast, there's a burger chain called In-N-Out, if you've heard of this probably. Yeah, I've been there. Pretty okay, so, uh, so some guys feel like In-N-Out is the greatest fast food burger in the history of fast food burgers. And, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, so I, I don't know, I, I find all fast food burgers, with the exception of Burger King, which is bad, to be roughly the same. But I anyway... We're going to In-N-Out, and I, at the time, I'm a revenge-based vegetarian, right? Remember that thing where I didn't oh, yeah. eat cows because they were nice? So uh, sticking to that, I'm like, all right, you know, like I, I, we go to their website, and they serve grilled cheese sandwiches. And uh, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll have a grilled cheese sandwich. That's fine. It's literally the only other thing on the menu, right? Yeah. It, it's, it, there's no chicken anything. It's just burgers and grilled cheese. And I, I get there in person, and there's no grilled cheese on the menu, like above there. And I'm like, do you have grilled cheese? Like your website said you did, but I don't see it. And they're like, yeah, sure. And like you said, it's it's literally like it's two hamburger buns with everything you'd have on a um, a cheeseburger, right? There's like cheese, lettuce, tomato, lettuce, tomato, right? Even onions <laughs> and uh, and mushrooms at this yeah, place. Like the, all that crap was gonna like be on the there. lettuce and tomato were cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a burger that they put together in the same assembly line without the burger. And I ordered like, it. Where's it was, the beef? Yeah, like, like it's an old commercial. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I can. But I was I was like, look, just, just let's just eat a hamburger today. You don't want a veggie sandwich. And and ever since she's been like addicted to them as well. Like like there's no there's no way to fuck it up. Like I get a bacon cheeseburger with two patties, and I get a large Cajun fry, 
and it's the fry. That's comes some in serious a, caloric intake. Let's look it up because I don't think you like you say that. Guess how much it is. Fourteen hundred. Oh, I bet you're way off. I'm guessing twenty-two fifty. Oh, that's a Five lot. Calories. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so the bacon cheeseburger that I get is nine hundred and twenty calories. Mm-hmm. But did um, you say double bacon cheeseburger or is it? Well, it's implied there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm looking for their fries. I'm I'm clicking to 62 find sixty-two grams of fat. The fries nine hundred and fifty calories. Mm. So we're talking about eighteen seventy already. Yeah. Wait, yeah, 1870. But I get mayonnaise on there, so that's 100 calories. Ketchup, that's 20 more. Uh, so, so we're at about 2,000 now. And we throw in a drink, maybe another 250 for your soda. I'll get a large soda, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're about 1250. I'm pretty close on this thing. Oh, no. Yeah. 2250. You're pretty yeah, close yeah. on this thing. Yeah. I, I nailed it, I think. Mm. 2,400 calorie meal. That's not one I can do every day. I, I did it five days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I did it the day after we ate that meal at Longhorns. Like, like, no, no, mm. that day. Like, 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 I ate that meal at Longhorns and then came back to Commerce three hours later and I, I, I ate the Five Guys meal. Is Commerce afterwards. a town? Yeah. Okay. That was my bank back in the day. That's, uh, that's where we ate Longhorn at um, uh, the other day. Gotcha. Yeah. With that I, terrible wait, wait staff. We were talking about that today. Chiz is still backing <laughs> you. I, it, the notion... That so when we first got there, I was on the phone with Jackie when everyone was taking orders, and I, I asked for I ordered a filet mignon, and then she just looked at me and I said, "Are there more questions?" And because uh, normally they're like, "What temperature do you want that cooked at? Do you want a baked potato or mashed potato?" Stuff like that. And um, I wasn't like I, I I sort of knew there were more questions, so I was like, "Are there any more questions?" And everyone was like, "Oh my God, what is so terrible? What is so terrible?" I'm like, no, I just. Like the way I order a filet mignon is this like like usually it's a lightning round you know what temperature do you want to cook that back baked or mashed potatoes what's you know what what vegetable do you want like go 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 it's lightning round that's how I order food and um, when I ordered filet mignon and she just looked at me like dumbstruck like it was Wendy's like I'm supposed to say I want a number six medium sweet tea like like I I see where you're coming from. But I think it was the it, I think it was your uh, your tone. Now, and, uh, oh, okay, I was on the phone with Jackie at the time, and she thinks you're crazy, and she's not one to let me off on tone at all. She's my tone Nazi. She's like, you're yelling, and it's like I am totally. It was your body language too, and oh. your expression and, and everything. This, I, I feel like sometimes the words that come out are acceptable. But it's 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 not what you say, but how you say it, and it's not always just how you say it, but but what you're doing while you say it. Like, like if you're if you're like doing one of these, like, are there more questions? I didn't do that at all. <laughs> That's not how I did it. It's so not. I'm so innocent on this one. I feel like because I, I do become, know what you mean though. I've been there labeled always- as like the weight staff abuser that now unless I literally like blow a dude you're like what are you kind of rough on him. Well look, I I have long I've always said that when it comes to weight staff and tipping them and all that stuff, I will tip well if they do a really good job because I feel like that's a thing. I I like to tip them well when they do a good job because I feel like it considers them to do a good job more. Like if mm-hmm. if they're like I really busted my ass for that table and I didn't get shit. Like that's going to make them into a bad waiter, I feel like. And I don't want bad weight staff. I want great weight staff. So when they do a great job and I feel like they, they I can see that they're like actually hustling, like I've had I've seen waiters who hustled, mm-hmm. who like 
who like you could see they were doing the like a fast walk to get to you like to fill your shit up and to ask you questions. Those guys get twenty dollar tips, thirty dollar tips. You know, depending on how much the bill is. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but this lady was just terrible. Uh, she was this just is awful. onto your person, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was just terrible. What's funny? She is not. No. Yeah, yeah. She is far from the worst person we had. But the, like your freak out is totally forgiven by the world. She had our drinks. She had our bread. Like we had finished our drinks, and then it, it, she wasn't good. I don't mean to say she was good. Um, if she was good, the appetizers would have come while we were still working on our drinks and stuff. What actually happened is she got the drinks and bread pretty quickly and then disappeared for 15 minutes. I felt like your situation was a zero pressure situation, though. Like, we, we already had, I think, maybe even the cheese fries there. Like, we were fed. Hmm. We, had, we had drinks. And, uh, and I wasn't impatient I, or even bad. There was something about the way you said it that, uh, that we all kind of had a reaction to. If, like, and we didn't plot it. Are you suggesting that three of us got together and was like, hey, when Woody says anything to the waitress, let's act like it's a big deal. No, we all perceived whatever it was you did as a faux pas. And, and while I do know, I know what you mean. Like, it's usually a lightning round. What I did, uh, to be honest, when I ordered mine, I was like uh, nine ounce filet mignon, medium rare. Uh, loaded baked potato, loaded sweet potato, large sweet tea, and like you're done. And, and, and then like Caesar dressing, and like she just knew. And I think maybe she was expecting you to follow suit with that because. But, but I was on the phone count. and not really engaged with what was happening elsewhere. And that is, I, I think that's one small part of like why maybe the group felt felt like. Uh, I think that's where things went awry. You were on the phone, and so I don't. I, I feel like the the your. Your volume modulation changed a little bit. You didn't get it exactly. You were a little bit louder than you should have been. You, it just felt like you were kind of barked at her a little bit. It was, it was very I, direct. What I think is, I remember towards the end like, of my, like when I was doing YouTube real hard, it seemed like every time I uploaded a video, people were hard scoping it, just looking for something to fuss about. Right. Every time I uploaded a video, it would be like, Woody said this, Woody said that. Don't you think he's a money whore? Don't you think he's this or something other? You know, oh my God, you use capital letters in your title? Really, Woody? Capital letters? Yeah, capital letters, fuck off. You know, like, so many people use capital letters on YouTube. I can't use capital letters in a title on it. Like, if I, I want to stretch the word or something. And, and, and I felt like they were just hard scoping me, looking for something to bitch and moan about. That, I think, is not too far from the situation we have now whenever waitstaff comes around. I can be like, you know, like, oh, I'd like a filet mignon. And then she sits there dumbstruck, like not saying anything or, or even like giving that like nonverbal hint that she heard it. And I'm like, oh, are there more questions? And you're like, oh, what he asked if there were more questions? No, no. And, and, and what you did to the low, long, Longhorn waiter, Lone Star waitress, whatever she was, um, was a hundred times. She was a much better waitress than that Chicago pizza guy. That Chicago pizza guy, 20 minutes I'm not in. Vouching for, I'm not vouching for Chicago pizza guy. I'm just saying you're dropping F-bombs quite loudly in, a, in the middle no, of a restaurant. That's no, all. it's so not fair. To you guys. But like, like I wasn't like Everyone cursing the guy it. out. Very uh, loud. There was no, there were no, there's no staff near our table there at was the a time. Table of, there was a table of people like adjacent. No, we like, were the only people there. It was late. They were closing. That was like part I, of the thing. It I... Was, I, I <laughs> If that's what you remember, then I feel like we can only continue this with Chiz present because <laughs> I, 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 he was sitting next to me and he had the best view of the table the, of people 
who were just over your shoulder the and who heard the F-bomb. The and Chicago incident was like an empty restaurant. There was a bartender who spent 20 minutes just like polishing her bar. And the guy's like, I couldn't find anyone to open your bottles. Horseshit. You forgot about us. 20 minutes in, we literally didn't have drinks. 30 seconds in to your lady, we had drinks and we had bread. I feel like I was more I was more lenient toward that guy because we did come in when they were closing in like 35 minutes or something like that. So I felt like we were I felt like we were we were they I, might I not have been firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I was happy to get anything cuz I felt like we were getting like hazard pay time out of them or something like that. I hear you. Our lady, first of all, unattractive right <laughs> off the bat, okay? Let's just be honest here. Unattractive. She was slovenly uh, her 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 makeup was just terribly done. That same uh, waitress loses thirty five pounds. Our service is fine. I would have said the same shit to that really hot waitress. I really would have. Like like I just don't care. I felt it was disrespectful. I felt it. it she was treating us like that because she didn't think that we'd say anything. And and mm. that to me is it, it's like she's implying that we don't deserve better service. It's like she's looking down at us over there. Like huh? They'll wait. We had drinks and bread instantly. What anyway, they gonna I, do complain. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't wait till I get good and damn ready to bring their drinks to them and their food to them. I don't care. 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Like, fuck her. No. she had, It had been too long, and I wanted the food. It was pressing. And I thought I had implied that when I was like, whichever you can get to me fastest, and like looked her in the eyes and nodded. Can I, I thought that we had an understanding. Can I request a new topic? Oh, yeah. All right. So I got a letter on Reddit. Now, I know typically, you know, we... Like the, we like to do the AMAs and stuff from Patreons, but this is just PKN, and this guy had a, uh, a letter he wrote to me on Reddit, so I will read it to you. Black Barbers. <laughs> Woody, the issue is becoming more severe than I originally thought. So yes, now the general consensus is black man barbershop will cut black man hair. Yes? So, me being white, I go in with white man hair to a white barbershop, which held two workers, both white. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'll get my hair cut in time for college. And that's when he walks in. We'll call him Jamon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the first thing I notice is his dreadlocks. Then I notice his smiling, you're up, face. Me, not being racist, I go and sit in the chair. I ask for short back and sides. Nowhere in my sentence did I ask, please take the blade to the sides of my hairline and cut out thumb-sized chunks. My hairline looks like the letter U. Of course, he shaped my hair in black fashion. So, Woody, I'm writing to plead for you that when you run your presidency, that in your campaign you will make it law that the person who cuts your hair must be the same color as you. If you read this, I hope you give it a little laugh. Honestly, walking out of the barbers, I felt violated. Stay away, and I hope the shop I, is going well. P. I can't believe this. I'm not racist. My dog is black. You know what? I think I bet you. I bet you that it's only black male barbers, mm. uh, because I feel like I have had my hair cut by black women. Mm -hmm. Actually, actually, I had a black woman cut my hair so poorly one time they made fun of me at work, and I literally returned and was like, "You got to fix this." They're making fun of me at work. <laughs> <laughs> like. I, now that I think about it, but her problem was like there were big swaths of hair that like were like too long, like it went from like shaggy to short, and she had missed a bunch and just fucked it all up. Um, but I think I've had a black woman cut it well in Atlanta one time. Uh, but but I, I'd say ninety percent of my haircuts have been by white women. I had a Hispanic woman cut my hair, and uh, it was in Florida, in like a neighborhood that was mostly Hispanic, and she was rough. Like she's cutting my hair and 
and she's oh the Clippers, right? So she, yeah. you're like, I I don't know when I work Clippers or something, I would just kind of casually go up. It doesn't take a lot of force or something. Yeah, Shaking she in. she is like, like, rrr, 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 like 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 abusing my head with Clippers. And at first, I'm just like, <laughs> like oh my god, how long is this gonna last? And eventually, I'm like, you know that hurts. And she explained to me, she's like, yeah, I know, but. If I don't go this hard on my, you know, like, you know, I think she called them Cuban, like oh, my Cuban customers, then they feel like they don't get their money's worth. Like I'm going like, you know, they like a good rough haircut. I may have a tender baby scalp. I don't know. Cause I often feel like they're hurting me. I, I have had them come in with the hammer where with the, with the comb, like a hammer where they just go like that. And it's like, why are you strike? These are comb strikes. <laughs> stop, stop comb, comb striking strike. me. Yeah, and and like I just, I just want a gentle barber who cuts it nice. Um, I, we, you and I both had uh, Asian women cut our hair that time in Chicago. I think that I was went okay well. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did okay. Uh, definitely didn't complain. They offered Botox. Them. Like we could have come back that night and got Botox <laughs> at the bar at the. <laughs> Like, did they really yeah i remember I, you wanted to go and i was like i, I never really considered botox and you'd like oh, i'd do it and i was like huh yeah, why not let's paralyze some of our face we'll look prettier <laughs> why not? i guess i uh i don't know I, I there's enough actors and actresses who say botox isn't the way that they suddenly they lose their ability to act like all the um Emotion that they would convey through facial expressions gets dropped. A bit. Yeah, they, they, they often do it around their mouths and their eyes. Mm. So they're just kind of like, <laughs> they can't do anything. How like, long no does it let? Oh, wait, is, am I mixing up Botox with something else? Botox is the numbing one, right? Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, what's that? It's, um, it's not collagen. Collagen's what they like. Yeah, put in their that, lips. that's the one I was Mom. mixing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, I'd do some Botox. You know, it lasts a few weeks. I don't a know how many. Weeks. Like, in my amateur opinion, three to six weeks Botox lasts. Well, let's look. How? I misspelled how. Long does Botox last? Botox lasts for four to six months. Jesus. Wow. You better do a good job. You're fucked. <laughs> You'll yeah, right. Silly for a while. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you'd spend... Aren't you glad we didn't let those Korean ladies shoot us up with uh, four to six months worth of worth of face paralyzer? Probably. Like I remember, it was a new thing they offered. Like they were just kind of learning Botox. Like, yeah, it's a new thing. We started weeks ago. <laughs> like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want that. Uh. -uh. I, I would I would do it, but I would want a professional to do it. There's not many things I wouldn't try, but I, I don't want like the bootleg version of them. I see people with tattoos. I saw a guy the other day, and he had bootleg tattoos. Like he had a Bart Simpson that looked like I did it. He mm. had like all this black outline. They look like prison tattoos, but like I know he hasn't been in a prison. In prison, he just got shitty tattoos. And I'm just thinking like that's something where you you go you don't scrimp. You don't you, you don't go for the bargain tattoo place. A guy, a guy gave me his business card a few weeks back. He was, he was like, here, man, you ever want a tattoo? It's on the house. You just come over there. I'll hook you up. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'll pay you. Like, I don't want you, <laughs> like, doing some permanent shit to my ass and be th and thinking, like, eh, I'm off the clock. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's get you paid. <laughs> I know, right? 
I'll, I, that's one thing you should overpay for, I think. That's a, that may be a good question for PKA. Maybe we should save it. Things that you should always overpay for. Mm. And I feel like tattoo is one you should, you should overpay for, for if you're getting a tattoo. How's Scott doing? Is he working right now? Is he still on the tractor? Uh, he finished that tractor. Uh, whenever I sent those pictures, he had finished it. Um, it looked good. So I haven't talked to him since then. He was supposed to start another wed- uh, welding contract. Uh, that's why he was wrapping the tractor up. So, so does he... Why do his contracts not run back to back? Because he likes a break? Yeah. Yeah, he's just taking breaks. Hmm. He gets to collect the uh, unemployment when the job's not on or something like that. And it's like 65% of his full wage, which is like considerable amount of money. And uh, I don't know. He's just, he's got that kid now. I think he's been spending some time with the kid. It just, I don't know. Sometimes I think of future jobs for Colin and Jackie never likes them, right? She's all like, I think he's going to be a dermatologist. And I think, well, I don't want to write that off. But just his current academic trajectory doesn't shout medical doctor to me. You know, he would have to have a real hockey stick to, to, to have that as his life. And, uh, well, I don't want to write anything off or put a cap on the kid or whatever. You know, there's, as his language gets better, his language gets better. As he can talk to strangers, he gets more communication. And, you know, we really could have a hockey stick, but let's not count on it. And um, sometimes I think about other careers, you know. Like, I, I think I one time said he could own a landscaping business out loud. I said that because I know people making six digits doing it. Not no, I've known people who make six digits doing it. And I uh, think my yard guy makes that. Uh, they were do they do like fifteen yards a day, mm-hmm. and at like eighty bucks. I don't know. I I give them seventy for mine, and that I think I'm I'm paying less than everybody else. Okay, yeah, you know, like you, you could do that, and uh, and Colin has a bit of a leg up in that I could help him with startup costs and stuff like that. Like a lot of times, I think that you know, whatever, getting a pair of mowers and six weed whackers or something like that. It would be a, a hardship for someone who wants to start a business. But for Colin, like we could get him up and going and, and, you know, let him take on any job he wanted right from the get go. And, uh, um, but Jackie hears that and she thinks like I'm condemning him to some sort of life that, you know, I wouldn't want to live. Uh, but anyway, Scott's life popped into my head and it's like, you know, this guy seems like he's making a lot of money. Heck, his truck makes a lot of money. Like that's ridiculous. Like they, they pay like whatever half salary again for having a for taking a truck to work. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like <laughs> you know, like yeah. Bernie Bernie He's Sanders is skilled. out there hoping that that you know, people can make a better minimum wage and Scott is like his truck earns more than McDonald's employees do. Well, he took um so he had always mm. welded with us. Like he, he started mm. with the welding experience that like I have and my dad has, and you know yeah, we can, probably we can, where I am too. Yeah, yeah, we can stick two pieces of metal together well enough that like they're not coming apart. They're not going to look so great, but they're stuck. Sometimes they look good, right? Sometimes, Sometimes. but you can't count on it. If it's MIG, <clears throat> it, it'll look okay. Yeah, uh, my stick looks like shit, but um, but so he had that, and then he did two years of technical school. And the promises coming out of that were what he has now, but that, but it wasn't there. It was several years ago. It was kind of, it was like 2010, right in the middle of that recession. Things were bad, 
and um, there weren't any welding jobs to be had that didn't involve his ass flying to Alaska, and mm-hmm. he was not up for that. So he he, um, he worked for me for a couple of years, and then he went back and did like another, I'm going to say six months, maybe, maybe less, maybe four months, something like that, of like specialized training to learn the specialized kind of welding that he's going to be doing to to get these nuclear power plant jobs. And it was hard stuff, like hard on a like hand-eye coordination level. Like it's like, you know, I can, I can sign my name pretty well with my right hand, but I can't do it upside down with my left hand, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the kind of welding that it was, it was like, okay, you got to weld backwards with your left hand, but you've got to, you know, reverse things now. You got to do it with the other hand and um, lots of like welding tubes together. It seemed like lots of round uh, circular welds and overhead stuff that he'd never done before. And um, I don't know, it took him months to, to get that specialized training. But now it seems like, yeah, like if he wants a job that, if he wants a job somewhere, he can get it, and he's got this job anytime he wants it with the nuclear uh, thing. Yeah, I I knew that he was not just a run of the mill guy, right? And that's why he's not getting run of the mill pay. But um, I also thought maybe it was within you know Colin's reach to be that guy. You yeah. Know? Like it. So uh, so we'll see. I, I once had um, horses in my head. I was like, what if? You know, we got the stable up and running to house horses and the property. And Colin, if you want to make money, you have to be near the money. Like that's like everyone sort of knows that. And uh, people with horses often have money. You know, like they'll pay 500 bucks a month and you get 10 horses and suddenly you're doing five grand a month. And, you know, I don't know. It could turn into a thing. Uh, That's only 60 grand a year. And we haven't. That's not not awesome yet. But uh, is that right? Yeah. So but. um, I just thought like, oh, maybe there's a career in that. Uh, someone had told me that uh, he has a family member that breeds miniature horses. And apparently those things are going for some re- stupid amount of money. Like they're selling them for like 60 grand a pop. He, you know, he's doing like 10, 15 horses a year. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know, 60 times 10. You just, you're talking about awesome money. But uh, Jackie didn't like that career for him either. And no horses, no landscaping, no welding, you know, MD. Maybe. I don't see even pushing hope into MD. What are you doing here? You know, like, so. Uh, uh, You're like, honey, I didn't make it either. <laughs> yeah. I, you know how many, it'd take me, how many more years do you need to for your MD? Is uh, it two or four? It'd probably be four because I didn't go the right under. So I have a two-year master's. Uh, MD is four, but it wouldn't stack right. Yeah, that's what I, that was my question. I, I, yeah, yeah, so four more years and you get that. I, I don't remember what my mom has to go. Her, hers is in like um, early childhood education. She's got a master's. I don't remember how many more years she needed for the doctor, but I was like, Mom, you're going to be like, you're going to be the doctor of teaching for, uh, first grade. Like, like <laughs> come on, you're a first grade teacher doctor. Come on. And now, she, but, a, but every time she does it, she gets a promotion, apparently. A PhD, I'd just be, I, don't know, even be, I think I'd be a dissertation away from a PhD. Like, that's it. But um, by the time I finished my, I, I, I've told this before, but I'll say it. I finished my master's in engineering and uh, with a focus in comp sci. And um, I was like, what do I do next? I feel like I have this massive amount of time. Uh, I could restore a car. That was a thing. Restore an old Mustang. It's been a, a lifelong dream of mine. Um, I could do woodworking. I thought about writing a book. I thought about a PhD. And, uh, but... I felt like my nerd side, like my nerd muscles 
were just bulging and ripped and fucking like tiger skin stretched across pure muscle. That's the nerd me. But my like American male me just awful like not developed atrophied and nothingness and uh that's when i picked up woodworking and later i got into off-roading because I, I just wasn't well-rounded like i aspired to be i so, see that makes sense yeah well hmm. are you self are you are you evaluating yourself on that scale oh no certainly what, what's not. coming I, through your I'm, head I, i'm i'm too much of a narcissist to even consider that things could be better <laughs> um, <laughs> um no but see um i feel like i'm pretty well rounded in the things i care about like i guess that that could be seen as a cop out like oh yeah you don't care about the things you're not good at huh but maybe maybe the maybe that's the only reason i'm not good at them you ever consider that um I but no judge, like the really. things i'm not i'm not talking to you i'm talking <laughs> to like potential the... like naysayer over there <laughs> um i don't know i'm not good at uh I'm not good at lots of things, I suppose. But as far as like things that I wish that I had like under my belt, like skills, there's the there's the obvious ones like, you know, it'd be great to play a musician or speak another language. But um Um Hmm. I, I want to learn some more paint and body stuff from my dad. I think next time he starts a project, I'm gonna mm. hang out with him a little more. I, I know all the basic stuff. I can do bondo work and I can sand it down to like eighty percent done, but the finished product stuff is what I've never done because I never wanted to fuck up the finished product. I was always like, nah, I don't need to do that. Nah, I don't want to do that because I never wanted to be the one who sprayed, you know, a hundred and fifty dollar can of paint that and it's just ruined. And that's what it'd be like each each mm -hmm. each it's like six hundred bucks worth of paint, the car, and then the clear and everything. Yeah, it's expensive. I never wanted to fuck up, but now I I think I might want to try to learn that. But um, I've sprayed before. This is in woodworking. I've sprayed finishes. And uh, I'm even not bad at it. I don't know how that would translate to auto work. Like it, it might be that what's good for wood is just the very, you know, like an amateur for for auto work. Because I think that's a higher thing. Like people who spray in automotive applications are the black barbers of the world. You know, the the the, the peak, the ones who are really judged on how good they are. There's a lot going on there, and, and I don't even know everything that's going on there. But I know that. Um, you know the the air pressure you're running at the humidity in the air um um all changes and then because of those things you change the formula of the paint you're even using more or less paint thinner so it's more or less viscous mm -hmm. when it's sprayed and are you familiar with orange peel that mm -hmm. term mm -hmm. so you know you're you're trying to get as little orange peel as possible orange peel is like if you can imagine to the audience if you imagine the way an orange's skin looks kind of dimpled and lots of dimples on it but but really minute ones if, if you look at your paint, factory paint job really closely like if you're really critical you'll probably see some level of orange peel yeah but, um, on almost all factory ones but yeah. if it's a really well done custom paint job it's like it's like a candy apple it's mm -hmm. uh it's it's perfect and that's it, really hard to achieve when people do hot rides and classic cars and you know like it, a perfect paint job you won't see orange peel yeah, yeah. and there's like you know it's you just got to do it right once from what i understand i feel like you can just keep putting coat after coat of clear coat and then just wet sanding it and and then just do it again and every time you fuck up just another coat and it actually looks better as you go but um i don't know if i would ever be able to do i, I it looks ex it looks like exhausting work too like i've put primer on uh, mm -hmm. car parts and stuff and by the time you prime a whole car you're like oh that's a pretty good workout because you're always in an awkward position kind of leaning so the hose isn't touching the car and it's it's kind of a workout to do i i'd like to get better at that i think 
because he's good at it, and I've got a really good resource to to learn from. But I don't know. I guess the I've never really been interested in in, in too many other things. That I feel like I, I feel like I got good at the things I was interested in, and I legitimately don't care about too many of the things that I'm not that great at. Hmm. I, uh, I'm trying to think what I would like to get be better at. I have a really broad range of things I'd like to be good at and to have experienced. I, 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 I like. I guess one of my goals is to live a very, very complete life, right? Like, there's a nerd side of me, uh, like American male, which is what I call like the carpentry mechanic side of me. There's the traveler in me. I tried to be a musician. I think I'm musicianally retarded. Like, there, I'm. I tried harder than most failures and uh yet i'm still one of them <laughs> i might even I, I think about picking that up again all the time but i'm just i it doesn't come easily to me and that's, maybe a different instrument maybe the piano uh one issue with the piano so my left hand is like crippled like i've shown that yeah. to you before and that's uh, right the thing about the guitar i play left-handed because i've got that crippled left hand and i but i can work the pick you know, like good enough, but on a piano that would really hold me back. Mm. So I uh, we were talking about getting some of those musically tuned uh, shooting targets the other day. Are you, fami- are you familiar with these? No, but uh, they're metal. They're metal. They're steel targets that you shoot, and they're tuned. So you know that that's a clever the, idea. Yeah, so you can play song. You know, especially if you use like a suppressor uh, on your gun, so so you don't hear the gun blast. You can play a song. You know, ding 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 ding. It'd be pretty cool. That's a, that's really cool. How much are the the targets? Um, I don't even look it up. I'm sure they'd probably send some if we wanted some. I I I I'm wondering if I could. You'd have to memorize the pattern. I think it'd be pretty difficult I, to do. Do you know Mary had a little lamb? I don't know. I, I I could sing it. I don't know the keys though. I don't know I the do. actual notes that compose it. I could play Mary had a little lamb on almost anything. And I can even sing to you, like on a phone, three, two, one, two, three, 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 two, 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 three, 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 two, one, two, three, 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 two, two, one, or something like that. And uh, like I could, I could give you the notes, and you could play "Mary Had a Little Lamb" on your first day. Like you could just have it there as a, as a cheat card, and yeah, you'd learn it. Just quickly. the numbers. All I need is the numbers, or mm-hmm. you can even paint them. Like it could. Uh, the the easiest thing, if it's three notes, then just do red, blue, green, and just and, and just have it written there: R B G R B G. RGGB and just I could memorize it. Yeah, that'd be interesting to do. But I'd want a whole song. That'd be cool. And it'd be really funny to do like dueling banjos uh, with with another shooter. That'd be cool. That would be uh, really I'm, cool. Although I'm I, sure it's been done. Probably, but I, I, not the dueling banjos thing, but the the musical uh, the, thing. The Mary Had a Little Lamb thing. I see. I don't know. And this is a difference. I, sometimes, like oh, there's the scale, right? And way up here is dueling banjos, and that's your idea. And way down here is shooting paper, you know, that just sucks. And I'm like, all right, this is not good enough. What's the highest I can go that's achievable? I can pull off Mary Had a Little Lamb. Dueling banjos, that would just never happen for, like, I, I don't think I'd ever get that good. I think it might be too hard. And I don't know if I should aim up here sometimes at stuff. Or not like that's one of the things that happened with me and Woody's lab. It, it really depends on how uh, I like the dueling banjos thing. Like I don't know how many notes that is. Like uh, is it composed of three notes or four notes or five? Twelve. But, you know. 
Really? Uh, in any case, yeah, I know what you. I know what you're getting at. Yeah, it's hard to because the the. Um, I don't know. You can't go out with an amateur performance anymore. You've got to you've got to either do it uh, do it well or not do it at all. And uh, a lot of the times, like someone will suggest doing this or that, and I'm just like, yeah, I can do that, but I can't do it. I'm not the best at it. Like, let's stick to things that I'm good at and things that'll play to our strong suits. Um, I got some fun ideas for this flamethrower video next week. That's going to be interesting. It, I was thinking it, I was thinking it'd be cool to shoot stuff while I was burning it and make it explode. I'm not an ex. Oh, wait. Are there six notes in dueling banjos? It might be um, six. I, I could be reading this wrong, but if there's six notes, maybe it is achievable. It would just take a it would be a mystery guitar man level try after try after try after try after try until you get if it. If you right. want to do it in one take, for sure. But if you break it up into like like if one of the takes is this, if one of the takes is bing 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 bing, bing and then the other, then you cut and then the and then the other shooter goes bong 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 and you're like bong 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 and then he's bang 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 and by the time now at the end of course it's that's when it'd be funny to just mini gun like freddy w or something you're just like nobody can do that shit but yeah it's a fun idea you could and speaking of mystery guitar man you could bring it to the editing level when it gets crazy like you could literally just have like a a g an e a g you know a c sharp or whatever and then just you know do it all in premiere pro instead of real life yeah yeah but, I like that. Uh, I like that. That idea would, dude. That would be, that that could be a ten million view video or a fifteen million view video. Like, the, it you is need, hard to tell. Especially the dueling banjo aspect of it. You need two very good shooters and lots of time. And uh, yeah, I was gonna offer my as I as we were brainstorming. I was like, dude, I would be willing to invest the time it took. And it was like, you know, like. I would be willing and I would love to be that other guy, but it would take me so many tries and stuff like you might want to do a collab with 22 Plinkster in this situation. I don't, I, I don't know who it would be. Um, it would have to be someone who's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, why I'm sure I picked him. He's a, a shooter, so, shooter. So, so here's the hard part. It, it's not the memorization and it's not hitting the targets. It's hitting them with the right timing. Cause you can't just go bing, 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 bing. Like that doesn't sound like a song. It's got, Bing, 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 bing. Like you've got to hit them in the right uh, timing, and uh, that would be the struggle. And there would be dozens of attempts where, like, you you kind of do it, but not really. Uh, and I don't mean you specifically, but I mean like anyone who's attempting to do it. It'd be hard to do, but it's a fun idea. Maybe someday. I, that's one of them. That that's the little idea that I've had for a long, long time. Mm, I love that idea. Uh, and also, I, I I love that it breaks the formula too. Right, like if I were to describe an FPS Russia video, like it, there's like a bunch of things they tend to ramp up into like a bigger and brighter flash, and then at the end there's like the payoff. Um, this would be, I, I guess, it also has a payoff. Different at the thing, end. Yeah. but it, it's it, it would definitely break the mold. I'll tell you another thing we've been talking about doing, and maybe uh, this could be for your G Fuel thing even is a Rube uh, Goldberg machine uh, that involves guns and. Uh, and fire and explosives and stuff like that and maybe a vehicle uh me and eric have been talking about that a lot and i don't know we, we 
we've got lots of big ideas for like, oh, this could be a thing and that could be a thing. But no, none of us have any idea how to like put it all together and make it one big mach- machine. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be so fun to do one of those. Um, yeah, there's for- someone out there working in special effects at Hollywood right now who is like, oh, yeah. You do this with pneumatics, you do this with hydraulics, you do this with, you know, servos, and I, I can make all those things activate and actuate. Uh, yeah, I, I love the good ones. And I'm just thinking of, like, firearm-specific, you know, triggers and reaction things. Are there to any, like, like, illegal things about that? Like, About what? Okay. I shoot a target. That target makes a bowling ball roll down. That activates the next gun. Are you oh, allowed to do that? Yeah. Because I can't attach one to a drone. Like, that's a thing that I think is not okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Okay. Um, I, yeah. So when you attach it to the drone, you're firing it electronically for one thing. And for another, it's remote control, um, which I think maybe... And it's flying. I, see, see, that whole thing where he armed his drone, when I saw him do that, I, I knew that he was about to get into some trouble. Um, it's a mixture of things that he did wrong. It's not any one thing. Putting it, putting a gun on the drone, is is the thing because it does several things at once. First of all, it's giving him remote control of like a, a flying weapons platform. The fact that it's flying brings the FAA into the whole thing. Uh, the fact that there's a gun there brings the ATF into the whole thing, and uh, and then there's like and then there's state and federal stuff to consider as well. He he just riled up a lot of government agencies, but. You know, if if we did now, one thing that I've always wanted to do, um, uh, I've got this rotary powered um, double SKS uh, mount. You you turn a crank and two SKSs are fired alternately. And I and I know that if you stick a power drill to to that thing instead of the hand crank, uh, you can and you can go you know much much higher rate of fire. But I'm pretty sure that's illegal. If I but. Only I think that's only illegal if I made the uh, drill a permanent part of the whole thing. Um, I think with my license for like R and D purposes, I think it'd be okay for me to do that. And I think I could even register it, but it's a real like gray area. It's real mm. foggy stuff. However, with a Rube Goldberg machine, I think that falls under similar silliness as when like you t- pull it, put a string on the trigger and pull it to test something. Which silly is or fine, something. I think. Yeah. I, I know I, I've seen Iraq veteran do that a hundred yeah. times. He he like I, I saw one with a Mosin Nagant. He was testing how tough it is, and he just um, you would understand this better than me. But he was loading the cartridge, the the bullet, with um, too much powder, and then some powders are more powerful than other powders, and he's just. He was he was really shooting some hot rounds, and he felt like it was dangerous enough that he shouldn't pull the trigger with his finger, and uh, and in the end the gun broke, you know, because it, it was like a mini like explosive in there. Yeah, and, and uh, that seemed fine. Uh, we uh, he and I both have a a chopped down Mosin. It's um, oh god damn it, I can't remember the name of it. There's a very special there's a special name that they call a Mosin Nagant pistol. But anyway, a bubble. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 a it starts with a C, I think, a Corlada or a Cortanza or some bullshit. Anyway, um, yeah, you'll find it pretty fast. It's Mosinagant pistol. Um, what's it called? It's not an but those Obrez, are really cool. is it? Obrez, that's what it is. Okay, yes. it's an Obrez. Um, but those are cool because it's it's a big fucking thirty caliber bullet, but it's, you know the whole thing's chopped down to a pistol. Dude, Mosin's kick too. How does it kick in pistol form? I, it it goes like that. Uh, it doesn't hurt. It's not like a five hundred that like no, very different than a five hundred. The five hundred just feels like there's a, a 
a vibration that that's that's gets sent into your hand and it's just it really feels like you're getting People, smacked in the palm it really hurts that's um hickok 45 used the very similar language like it it didn't seem like it was like injuring him as much as it was like, like he just had enough of it you know like yeah it, it was yeah, it's a, not pleasant it was a skin it, um, deep awful feeling i've shot those things a good bit do they um, hurt your wrist no never like you, your whole wrist isn't like getting like i don't think i've got strong hands or wrists or anything but like i Normal I never grown get... man hands though. Like you're not sure. Yeah. 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 I wear large gloves, no. uh, but, but like, but like I've never had a gun hurt my wrist or my hand or anything like that. It, it, it the 500 pistols have always vibrated my palm. It feels like getting slapped in like, like, like if a teacher took a ruler to like punish you and like mm -hmm. smacks you in the palm, that's what it feels like. It's, it's smarts, but it's never been so much that I wasn't man enough to go and go ahead and dump the other four rounds out of the gun. Um, you know, and I've shot them with, you know, one in each hand, you know, like cowboy style and it you prefer kicks. a deagle? Um, is this a semi-auto and absorbs a lot of the... Sure, that takes some of the recoil out and it's also a different caliber. It's the, the Desert Eagles and 50 Action Express and the, uh, the, the 500, uh, Smith and Wesson is, is a whole different beast. It's like beast. a 50 Smith and Wesson, but it, it's, it's actually a lot more powerful round out of the Smith and Wesson. More right? pow, yeah, more pow, uh, more powder, um, um. And a, a heavier round going. I wonder, how range. does a 500 out of a Smith and Wesson in like stopping power or damage to a bunch of stacked books or whatever compare to like a 223? Well, we've done plenty of testing with that. Is is the usually they say pistols are pistols and rifles are rifles, and every rifle it seems is more powerful than a pistol. Well, let's look at the foot pounds of energy. Um, so the 500. SNW foot pounds. The 500 Magnum ballistic charts. Um, so it's delivering uh, on the high end. Let's just give it its best. Uh, it's like about 2,500 uh, foot pounds hmm. of muzzle energy. So a 223 Remington, I'm seeing numbers. What is Buffalo Boar versus Corbon? Is there one I should be using? Double tap. Oh, these are, um, what the fuck? These are all manufacturer names. I didn't recognize Buffalo Boar. Um, it looks like we're centering around the 12, 1300s and peaking around 1500. So it looks like it has more energy than a 223. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense because the weight is, is, is much higher. What's the, what's the weight on yours? They're in grains. Uh, 55 to 60, yeah. 77 on the high end. Well, see, with the 500 Magnum, you're dealing with 275 all the way up to 440 and 500 grains in some cases. I what think we were shooting 500 grain bullets. What Maybe are your velocities in feet per second? They're lower. They're much lower. They range yeah. from uh, 1,200 to, to like 1,600. That's the, that's the difference. But obviously, the, the, uh, the end result of that equation is the muzzle energy, and it's just higher. Much, much bigger bullet going somewhat slower. Well, a lot slower because these are all three thousand to like thirty. Yeah, over half. Yeah. So well, it, yeah. It's about. So that's the difference. Double the speed, I, but one fourth the if, weight. If I had to pick, I'd get shot with a two twenty three. Um, I, I, thousands of people have survived being shot with two twenty threes, but I've never heard anybody survive and getting shot with a five hundred Smith and Wesson Magnum. Uh, <laughs> I would pick the one that he aims worse with. You know, I, I feel like he's only got five shots out of his uh, fucking hand cannon and, and it, it makes a fireball come out the end about <laughs> yay, 
Yay, and bitch. after three, he won't shoot anymore because it hurts too much. <laughs> Stop running! <laughs> uh, yeah, no. If, yeah. if if I had both in my safe and there was a bad guy, I think I'd grab the two, two, three because I think I'll yeah. hit him. Yeah. And if you don't, you got like 29 more shots. Yeah, kinda, there's always you can, that. You can rain on somebody, one of those things. The 223 is the way to go. Uh, but yeah, I just sure. th that round's so much po uh, power. I've shot a bunch of crap with it, like I'm testing it. I'm from obviously blank. watermelons what is an and blocks. AK-47 shoot? A 7.62 by 39 millimeter. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good way to go too. It's a 30 caliber bullet. That's the 7.62 part that you'll see, you know, at the at the beginning of a lot of those uh, rounds. Uh, the the 308 is 7.62 by 51 millimeter. The Mosin Nagant cartridge is 7.62 by 54 millimeter. You're just getting the bullets just getting longer and longer as you go. Um, the AK round is a cool round. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's cheap I, too. It's still cheap. I, it, buy a thousand rounds for a few hundred bucks. I'm allowed to shoot in my property. So basically, I'm outside this. My address is Raleigh, but the city of Raleigh literally ends like on all four sides of me. Like if you, you've looked at my aerial view enough, you know there's like subdivisions on either side. Those are in Raleigh, the city. They pay city taxes. I'm in the county, but with the city address. Back on topic. I just, I haven't shot a gun on my property yet. I hear some of my neighbors doing it every so often. Um, but if I were going to shoot there, I would limit it to shotguns at, and like clay pigeons. I literally want to shoot 60 rounds of AK into the dirt just to see if it's reliable now. I made a chip. Remember it was unreliable at your house? I do. On the drive home, I stopped by a gun place. They're like, oh, yeah. They, like, before I even told him what manufacturer it was, he's like, it's this, like CIO. Yep, they've got this thing. They pull a piece out that's like a rubber stop or something. And they're like, yeah. So now it has the potential to crack in the back here. That's the thing that happens to someone. But it should have fixed your reliability issues. And I just haven't dumped the, like... Was the bolt bouncing off of it uh, in the back or something? Yep. Was the bolt accelerating forward too fast? Well, I can't tell you why they felt like the rubber thing in the back was a problem. I think what it was is it, the bolt hits the back of it, the, the receiver or something, I don't know what it's called, uh, too hard and it was causing cracks. So what they did is they put a little rubber like bumper there. Oh, they added it to there. They added a and, bumper. And then, and then that caused the problem. That causes a, a failure to okay, feed. Yeah. So by removing the bumper, it recreates the possibility of cracking it after too many shots but it should feed reliably and i haven't dumped the like 60 rounds familiar. into the dirt. yeah i'm not familiar with that but that makes a little bit of sense like the way you're describing it yeah you should do it like like yeah, just the worst thing it. that's going to happen is the cops will come and then you just be like yeah i can shoot you here right no <laughs> okay we won't do that again yeah um, no I, I i it's a i boned up on the laws when i was real estate shopping and i um, I'm pretty certain that if the cops said, no, you can't shoot here, I'd be like, eh. Well, so these make the sure rules. You gotta... I have to be, you know, 300 yards from other properties, which I am. I have to not have my bullet cross out of my property and through someone else's, which it didn't. You know, like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I looked into this and I can unload yeah. a magazine into the ground. You need a backstop to shoot into or something. Yeah. You need to know where those bullets are terminating at. I am, um, you know, like it's... I think to myself sometimes, like, yeah, yeah, I see a, a range, I put a backstop there, all would be good. And then I ask myself, well, how comfortable would you be if they shot at it from the other side? You know, would you be cool if someone used 
the other side of your backstop to shoot towards your house. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> no. Like, you know, I'd want it to be 100 feet tall. I'd want this. I'd want that. And, and that's what it is. And, and you know, when I, when I draw the, like, when I flip the script and say, is it okay to shoot in at this thing? Suddenly it, it doesn't seem as okay. Yeah. I, I could, I've seen some people build a, a range, this is on like the internet and stuff, that practically goes downhill. Right, so the backstop might just be ten feet over, but because it's in like a twenty foot ditch, yeah. Now we've got like a thirty foot backstop, and we're really in pretty good shape. But um, you know, I don't know, does it get muddy? What are our issues? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just always really wary of bullets going where I don't want them to. I think I'm close enough to, like, big land. Like you know, if I head east. Uh, I get towards people who have like big plots of land and stuff that I could make a friend or buy a membership or something and not be near at all. So, you know, I could do explosions and not worry about noises and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, well, we're well over it. We're in an hour 20. All right. Um, well, Jack, that was fun. Yeah. I had a good talk. Anyway, uh, painkiller nearly episode 57. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, as always, Kyle, I did. <laughs>